Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Spray On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free one-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Thursday. Excited for this one. What a weekend of college football we have, both here in the state of Oregon and around the country. Uh, Josh Pate joining us now, our good friend, Late Kick Live, the Late Kick Podcast, at Late Kick Josh on Twitter. Go give him a follow there. Uh, Josh, good morning to you, man. We always enjoy the time. I know you've gotten a lot of recommendations. You're going to Seattle this weekend. What's, like, the number one thing that people have thrown out to you that you have to do at Husky Stadium? Because it's your first time going up there. Yeah, it is. And good morning, by the way, sirs. It's a shame that I can't get up there for multiple days. We have a full work day. Well, you know, I got a show tonight in mm-hmm. Nashville and then a full work day tomorrow. And so I don't fly out until tomorrow afternoon. So there's not a lot of time up there. And here's the conundrum. The conundrum is 1230 kickoff, and I've got a 545 flight out of SeaTac. <laughs> and I know that there's a train that runs from that stadium to the airport. Uh, however, I am not sure I'm going to make it. And so the majority of feedback I have sought from Washington locals is, how do I make that flight? <laughs> That's cutting it close, man. That's Good a luck t- to you. That is a tight window right That's there. That's a really tight window. Yeah, I'm not confident. I'm much more confident in picking the outcome of the game than I am getting myself home. I'll say that. That's a good point. Uh, it's too bad you don't have a boat either because the uh, the boat tailgating, I heard, is uh, immaculate up there in Mont Lake. What is – Josh, we, we, we talked, we've talked about this game all week, every day. Uh, my co-host thinks the matchup for him – is the UW defense against the Oregon offense. What's the matchup for you? I know you picked a side, but what's the matchup specifically for you in this game? Um, not to be guilty of overthinking the room, but I'll tell you, when we get to these evenly matched up games, or at least games we think are going to be close, one thing I was taught a long time ago to go look at is how many starters do each team use on special teams? Uh, Oregon's chock full of them. Washington is hit or miss. And I'm very interested to see if there are special teams edges that Oregon ends up finding in this game. I think they probably have the edge of kicker as well. And so that's one thing to tuck away. Hmm. The next thing to tuck away is sometimes I talk about how it's good to win your losses 
And there are games in college football sometimes, like that Texas Tech game, where seven out of ten times the postgame win expectancy numbers would indicate Oregon loses that game. But they won it. They didn't lose it. They won it. And, number one, that buys you wiggle room down the road. But, number two, you end up surviving, but you also learn the lessons of what it means to go on the road. And I think a lot of that team will benefit from that because, I mean, the the noise factor, the pre-snap factor is really huge in this game. You don't need Bo Nix to, you know, be Superman. You need him to be efficient. Uh, You eventually need him to make big plays, but it doesn't have to happen every single snap. But some of the biggest plays he can make are just making sure – pre-snap, you're what you need to be and where you need to be and aligned the way you need to be. If they do those things, you notice I didn't even talk about a receiver. I didn't even talk about a single defender. I actually think those are the bigger keys to the game. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. The, the special team stuff is something that nobody ever talks about. We don't. It's like one of those like boring aspects of football that's forgotten. And then you look up at the end of the game, and there's a game-winning field goal or well, a fake the onside punt, kick last an onside year, kick, was a something huge like that, part, yeah. having a big impact. Now, Josh, you, at the start of the season, you took UCLA to make the Pac-12 title game. I think this week is the make-or-break week for that because their schedule after Oregon State is incredibly manageable. They don't play Washington. They don't play Oregon. But they're going on the road to Corvallis, and their freshman quarterback struggled the last time he was on the road. What are your thoughts on that one? And it's a game that we're all excited for between UCLA and Oregon State. Yep, that is that was my sentiment in the preseason, looking at the favorability on the back end of their schedule. I thought if they could get through this front end with one loss, they'd have a shot. And they've got that one loss, and I think they've got a shot. Um, what's interesting is they went and got shut out at Utah. And I think our, our UCLA 24-7 site has a phenomenal breakdown this morning of how they went into the bye week at UCLA and just dumped a lot of the stuff they do, and they shifted to what Dante Moore can do, and they evolved uh, offensive scheme midseason a little bit. And that's not ideal, but it's the smart thing to do because they have a defense they can lean on. There are some advanced metrics that have UCLA as the number one defense in the country right now. And so they've bought themselves some time with that. I, I, I agree with you. If they win that game, and it's going to be tough, it'll be a knife fight up there, but if they win that game, all of a sudden there's UCLA. And I may have been quiet on them after I made that preseason prediction, <laughs> but if they start rolling here in the second half, you have never seen someone beat the hype drum like I will because there is nothing I love more than shedding all the blame and accepting all the credit. Yeah, but to your point, like when you pick a team and they don't come through, it's not your fault. It's the team's fault. They're the ones that lost the game, not you. And I don't think that that can be overstated enough. And if the listeners were kind of tuned out, please just give me an ear for a second because what was just said is accurate. And I say this humbly. You guys know me. I say this humbly. I have never made a wrong pick in my life, ever. (laughs) I have either made the right pick or a coach, a kid, or an official has screwed it up for me. And you're not wrong on there either. What side are you on for Oregon State-UCLA? Do you like the Beavs at home against a freshman quarterback, or are you kind of you kind of watching UCLA thinking that what they did, what you noted in the changes, uh, is going to be successful for them? Here's where it really gets hypocritical. I lean Oregon State. Yeah. So there's a way to be wrong either way on this. There's a way to be right either way on this. I just know that Look, whether you've made moves or not, no one makes fundamental moves during the season because it was the plan. They make moves because the plan is not working. And so you throw some new things against the wall. I just watched Auburn do this a couple of weeks ago. They were terrible against A&M, and they threw some new things against the wall. I sat in Hugh Freeze's office Friday and had him spell it out for me. Here's what we're going to do. Keep your mouth shut on this. (laughs) And then Saturday, they're leading Georgia in the fourth quarter. 
So those sorts of things do happen, but it is never by the spring design. So mm. I'm leaning Oregon State. I'm not overly confident on it. There will be no J.P. Bucks bet on this. Okay, no Ramen Noodle Express on Oregon State UCLA. I, you know, one one thing that frustrates I think fans all over the country is when they have coaches or programs that can be stubborn and unwilling to change. Like I think this is going on at Clemson right now. Like the the not wanting to use the transfer portal just doesn't make sense and have fun with that. Dabo eventually he has to evolve or maybe he leaves the sport. I think there's a coach like that that's playing a big game this weekend that I I hate and I root against his team. But if I were a fan of that team, I'd be very frustrated. It's Lincoln Riley and his approach to defense. Like I just I don't get how many times. You need to go through a big game of watching your defense not deliver and then look in the mirror and say, hey, maybe we should do something about that side of the ball. I think you pointed this out about Ryan Day. He's done a very good job. They're, they're kind of a defensive juggernaut now, and their front's dominant. It's like, when was the last time you said that about Ohio State? What do you just make of USC, where they go the rest of the season? Because they have eked out some wins here the last couple of weeks, and they obviously got a big one in South Bend on Saturday night. Yeah, the noise isn't loud yet. The noise will be loud if they lose to Notre Dame. I think they will lose to Notre Dame, and if that happens, that's probably not the only game they're going to lose the rest of the way. And so, look, here's, here's the danger. It's happened with Dabo. The danger is you get backed into an ideological corner, and at that point, logic goes out the window, and you're emotional about it. And so with Dabo, we've seen what that's turned into. With Lincoln Riley, I don't know that that's what's happening with him and Alex Grinch, but what, what Lincoln Riley hears and sees is he hears people criticizing Alex Grinch, and he knows Alex Grinch knows more about defense than any five of those critics put together, which is technically true, but it doesn't negate the obvious reality that you're not good enough. Okay, whether a fan in row 38 can properly diagnose the reasons why, the why remains, or the what remains the what. You're not good enough, but for the sake of pride sometimes, even professionals at the highest level can back themselves into these ideological corners and they let emotion convince them not to make moves. Well, if they lose a couple of games down the stretch, I, I don't think emotion will matter because I don't think he'll have the option to keep Alex Grinch there. So this is an important stretch for them. Uh, Caleb Williams has been unbelievable. I, I said at the beginning of the year I, I would never touch the Heisman Trophy odds with him because we, just, we haven't seen a repeat winner since Archie Griffin. And he has gotten to this point Josh, where I'm like, I think he's gotten better, and I didn't know that that was possible. And I also struggle. I don't know how to gauge him all time in my college football pantheon of quarterback greats, but he's certainly in a conversation of some sorts. How would your Heisman, if you voted for the Heisman today, who would you vote for? Would it be Caleb repeating, or is there somebody else catching your eye? No, I'd actually have Gabriel at Oklahoma. Mm. I mean, granted, I just was able to watch him in person Saturday. I thought that was his stage. And he rose to a level he hasn't played at all year. And he's played at a good level all year. But, you know, I made the mistake of thinking, okay, they've used him to run the ball. Because Oklahoma's not great at running back. And so they've used Gabriel to run the ball so far this year. Well, I mean, I watched Texas stone Alabama. So I'm thinking to myself, well, those quarterback runs will get shut down against Texas. No, actually he ran for 113 and a touchdown and, and threw for 280 and played his best game of the year. And, I mean, that's what rivalry games, that's what college football is all about. So – the one thing I'll say is not every guy has had his big stage yet, which is why I'm excited to go to Seattle this weekend. Uh, Bo Nix has got his big stage this weekend. You could say the same about Penix, but I think Penix has gotten more run nationally than Nix has. And I think Bo Nix has his Dylan Gabriel opportunity this weekend. So 
the Heisman thing, I, I could go for an hour on what I don't like about the criteria or the way mm-hmm. it's voted on, but given the way it's voted on, um, people believe that a Heisman moment is an actual stat that matters somehow. Well, Bo Nix could have his Heisman moment this weekend. Mm. Uh, last two I got for you, Josh. Uh, is there anything you don't like more about your job? I don't know if that made sense. My English is broken. But anything you don't like more than having to defend over and over and over again the JP poll? Because we even have people that jump into <laughs> our mentions that are like, hey, you got this guy on the show. Why is Washington State behind UCLA? And it's like, well, it's a power rating. It's not a ranking. It's a little bit different. And, and then we didn't hear from anybody after UCLA beat Washington State last weekend. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> and then uh, secondary to that, where can people find you? on Instagram because I know you have really good content when you're at these games and you're going to be obviously at the Washington Oregon game this weekend. Okay, firstly, you're, the Instagram, and I know it benefits me to hype this, but I'm telling you, even if it were a buddy's account, if you, if you like behind-the-scenes stuff in college football, my Instagram account is gold on Saturday. It's at Late Kick Josh, and what I do is I'm on the sideline for any game I go to, and I basically know when I used to be a fan, I wanted to know, like, what's it like behind the scenes? What are teams doing when they're out of the view of the public? Well, I try and give you that as much as I can in that Instagram story. And it deletes after 24 hours, so no evidence if I show anything I'm not supposed to. <laughs> so at Lake Kick Josh is where you find that. With the JP poll, it's so simple, but I know people never – some people will never understand it. I don't – I think there are plenty of rankings already out there. The AP's out there. The coaches' polls out there. ESPN's got whatever that – three-letter thing thing they do is (laughs) and so i am very interested just in futuristic odds making style power ratings they are not meant to be a ranking they are not meant to represent what i think the playoff committee should do it's just who would be favored today on a neutral field if they played well oftentimes you get a situation where teams have played and the team that lost the game is still ahead of the team that won the game and from a merit-based perspective, that doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to. I'm not advocating for that to be a merit-based system. But if, if anyone thinks Oklahoma would be favored against Texas today because they just beat them by four in a plus-two turnover game in a game where they were a six-point dog to begin with, you're crazy. It's, it's not even opinion. It's fact that Texas would be favored again today. Well, that did not stop three-quarters of the population of Oklahoma from coming for me this week. And so if I go missing, that's what happens. The Sooners got you, man. It always it happens to the best of us. Josh Pate, we love talking college football with him. He's going to be in Seattle this weekend for the Oregon-Washington game. You can go check out. He's got a sweet shirt. I can't buy it because it says Husky Stadium, so I'm going to need a Eugene trip at some point for me this week so I can get that T-shirt and uh, start wearing it. At Lake Kick, Josh, uh, go give him a follow, Lake Kick Live. Looking forward to the show tonight, man. Have fun in Seattle, and we always appreciate the time. All right, guys. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.